0: Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Hey, a couple of quick things on that concert in Houston over the weekend. Travis Scott, a guy I didn't even know, but he's one of the biggest artists in the world. Um, there were Things got crazy and a bunch of people got crushed and died. And it's just absolutely horrible. 300 injured, 8 people died. If you read the particulars, they're gruesome. They're like the stuff of a nightmare. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. And children involved. Starting with this, they had promoted the show over the weekend using clips from previous chaotic shows in which people got injured. In other words, you know, come to our concert because this is the sort of craziness that occurs. Hmm. Which is not going to help them as they get sued to death. By a bunch of different lawyers that obviously you liked the mayhem and promoted the mayhem and wanted mayhem. Mm, Somebody did. Somebody did. (laughs) If you're a a giant selling artist, do you need to, won't people come and fill up your arena without you promoting, hey, it's going to get crazy. We're going to beat up all the security guards. It's a brand. It's your brand. Yeah, I guess. And then this, apparently this is a big thing on TikTok, which I'm not on. I feel like I should be because that's where a lot of news is made. The okay.
0: Chinese will crawl into your underwear drawer. You realize that, right? TikTok, it's a direct portal.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't have it on my To phone. your
0: privacies. That's exactly. why I don't
1: have it on my phone. There are conspiracies flying around TikTok with many, 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 many this is not just one person, many, many, many people believing. That the whole concert was part of some sort of satanic conspiracy. Some oh god, satanic this again? ritual.
0: Yeah, hey, where do these things come from? Is there a pizza joint involved in child pornography and whatever the hell else? Is Hillary Clinton at the helm?
1: Internet users have seized on several symbols present, present at the concert, including imagery of flames and burning doves, and, ah, the, and uh, an, an invert, Bilderberg group, an inverted something. cross somewhere in the stage, right. and. All right. Uh, somebody who studies conspiracy says it's mutating and taking different forms from the old QAnon stuff, but it goes back to the idea that there's a shadowy group of people in control behind it all. It's um, seductive to a certain crowd of people that there's an explanation for all these things, I guess. or That it's not just too many people getting wild and pressing toward a stage. I guess. No, it's it's the
0: evil something or other cabal. Okay. perfect. Okay, so there are a lot of reasons to hate the whole woke ideology thing. Uh, I mean, you could start with how it's just completely illogical. It's witch-hunting. It's demeaning to people of color. It's racist. It is indoctrinating your kids into Marxism in schools. It is tearing apart the family. I could go on for quite some time. A lot of reasons to hate it. Jack uh, touched on briefly that piece from Eric Levitz in New York Magazine, which I thought was absolutely Terrific. His, his point or his title being when keeping it woke gets racist, liberals should say so. Yeah. You know, when when your own side starts acting like lunatics and racists, you got to stand up or the peeps are going to wake up to the fact that your side is crazy and evil. And it's, it's really well written. We'll post it at Armstrongandgetty.com so you can give it a read if you like. And, and he goes into the Virginia election and the CRT and the, the whole dodge that we're not teaching CRT. Well, yes, you are. You're teaching a version of it. CRT praxis, according to some people. It's in effect CRT. Uh, John McWhorter, who is an, a, a linguist and a, a scholar at Columbia University, Columbia University and, and uh, a genius, uh, and a black man is, uh, He's been uh, writing about this. In fact, I tried a couple of times to order his new book, but my password didn't work. So, Barnes & Noble, uh, maybe drop me a note or something, because I'm trying desperately to give you
1: my money and you won't let oh, me. Oh, a real paper book you're trying to buy? Huh. Eh, I was going to nookbook book it. I haven't done that in years. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, they're, I'd say 90% of their business is probably electronic. Well, I don't know that. It's a substantial chunk. Anyway, uh, so McWhorter's book is called Black Racism, and he is making the rounds. We're trying to get him uh, to do an extra large podcast with us. But he's talking about the problem from the perspective of a proud, intelligent black man for all this uh, critical race theory stuff. Uh, let's start with clip number 90.
2: Well, it's actually pretty simple. We have an idea that... In order to show that you're a good person, in order to show that you know that racism exists, what you're supposed to do is treat black people like children. And I know that nobody is thinking that consciously, but the problem is that we've gone from trying to make life better for black people who need help to what I really do think of as a religion where the guiding tenet, is to show that you know racism exists, to make gestures that show that you know racism exists, but not to actually be concretely concerned with helping black people in the real world who need help. Uh, that's one of the major premises of his book, that
0: the whole woke thing has become more a religion than a political philosophy, and he kind of you know puts them each in, uh, side by side to compare and contrast and that sort of thing.
1: He was on Bill Maher the other night talking about this, which I, I'm, I'm glad to see. Yeah, maybe we ought to grab some of those clips, too. But
0: I have a uh, feeling, you know, he's making roughly similar points. But anyway,
2: Mm -hmm. uh, clip number 91. Supposing that to show that you know racism exists means that you exempt black people from serious competition in terms of testing, in terms of evaluation, in terms of moral judgment, out of the sense that you understand that black people have had a bad past and that therefore you have to change the rules. But what you end up doing is treating black people, black Americans as the first people in the 300,000 years of human history who are not responsible for their actions, who cannot be held to the standards that everybody else is held to, with the idea that that is advanced thought rather than condescension and tokenism.
0: He, uh, like I, like we, are absolutely in favor of taking a look at educational achievement. And, you know, if you want to break it down by race, if you have a serious problem with black kids achieving, then you have to understand why they're not achieving and what can be done to help them achieve upward mobility, not squashing the top. Not, for instance, canceling all the gifted programs for uh, students because they seem to be disproportionately white and Asian. That doesn't help the black people. That's signaling you're part of the religion. I am concerned. Look how concerned I am. But as he says, it's not doing anything to actually help the little black kids achieve.
2: And uh, clip 92. This is a real problem because I know that a lot of people think they're doing good out there. And I know that a lot of us black people think that we're doing good by assisting white people in portraying us this way and treating us this way. But I think if we pull the camera back and even just think about what civil rights was, say, 50 years ago, we realize that this is not sociopolitical progress. This is kabuki. And I really do think it needs to stop.
1: I hate that getting rid of the the, the gifted program stuff. But I just I think the biggest damage is done on the other end with the not the the nobody fails stuff. Oh yeah, that's geez. At at least the the other end, the smart people, whether their parents are on their own, will probably find some way to take advantage of their smartness. But the 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 other end, all the people that are struggling to 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 just keep passing them along. Right and and acting like no you're fine you'll be you'll just go out into the world as an adult and be okay God that's practically criminal
0: you know I found out to my my surprise the other day that my blood pressure had gotten high again and that's that's the one health thing I battled my whole life and always will um, and and it is very much like I had decided the 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 thing to do the most important thing to do is stop measuring my blood pressure the kids are not achieving the kids of color are not achieving. So what we must do is stop measuring it. We must stop even asking the question. That is the solution. And or we need to blame white people for it. How about we focus on the what's happening and what's not happening for the kids that we want to achieve better? And and by the way, sorry to get political on you, if they're in a crappy school, let them get out of it. Teachers unions are against that, aren't they, Randy Weingartner?
1: I remember when I learned a few years back that uh, no, we don't we don't hold kids back anymore. That's not and I thought, why? Right. Right. Why? Well, the stigma and the way, oh, so it's better it's better to have them move on to another grade completely ill prepared for it than oh, whatever I, stigma that goes with you being held back. Oh my god! And I'd meant to bring this up earlier
0: today. We talked about it briefly yesterday. Kids, the kids in Oakland schools staged a walkout yeah. because the whole restorative justice, racially sensitive discipline thing, where you're terrified to discipline anybody of color because the, well, disproportional suspension rates, blah, 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 blah. So now the schools are so chaotic and dangerous, the kids can't learn and the kids are walking out demanding more discipline in schools. How's
1: your utopia coming along, you unicorn-riding softheads? When the kids want more discipline in school, the adults have really let them down. Oh, my gosh, and you're so cheating. The poor kids who are trying. That's like the kids in a house say, hey, Mom, Dad, could we have a little structure around here? A little uh, little order, like a little bedtime or a little clean my room? Can we have any of that? I've
0: eaten five cupcakes. You've said nothing. Here, let me eat a sixth. You gonna say anything? And it's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm still up. Is right. anybody watching me? Swiggin' out Mountain Dew, right? <laughs> Kids, really, all people, humans, appreciate knowing where the limits are. And those limits should be fair. They should be logical. They should be reasonably and consistently enforced. But you have to have limits. And this utopian idea of the classroom is: well, the the kid is openly insubordinate to the teacher. Maybe gives him a shove. Maybe says "f you." Walks out in the hallway, smokes a cig, comes back in, disrupts the class. Well, you certainly can't you can't suspend them because of disproportionate impact. You people, evidently you're new to Earth. You've never observed how human beings behave. You have no insight into humanity. And and the fact that they would not only in small numbers achieve some sort of status in the world of education, but that the bulk of the educational intelligentsia would be people who think like this. It's enough to make me pull out my hair.
1: Don't pull out your hair. I don't see how that would help anything. Well especially because it's thick and lustrous and lovely. A couple of things coming up for you. Uh, An iPhone hack with the new software that you might not know that I came across yesterday, and I thought was pretty cool. I didn't know it did that. You know how Not Apple is. literally,
0: like a Russian guy hacking, but like no, a, no. A, a, a handy trick.
1: It's just yeah, just something the new software does. But you know how Apple is; they don't they don't really tell us these things. They just yeah, no. hope that we'll figure them out. I guess <laughs> you got to come across uh, it on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And a woman assaulted a McDonald's employee because her fries took too long. You know, those kind of stories are always fantastic. And other things on the way. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: What do we got that we uh, haven't played yet that we should, Michael? What's your favorite thing we haven't played? Here's something a little corny. Okay. Several inmates at an Oklahoma jail recently filed a federal lawsuit that claims they had been tortured by being forced to listen to the song Baby Shark on repeat for hours. So if you're wondering whether we
0: need prison reform, I'd say we definitely do do
1: So they were actually playing Baby Shark to torture people or just. Yeah,
0: blasting it for hours at the inmates. That
1: would make you crazy. It would. It would take about three minutes. Uh, A couple of things for you. Um, The new Apple operating system is out, and uh, apparently this is the hot thing on TikTok that is a hack. If you're ever on Google Images, and I am a lot, um, you can just now put your thumb on the image and drag it down into your photos, and it's immediately in your photos. So there you go. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of handy. Huh. Um, Older adults are using marijuana more than ever before. That is true. That is true. You just said ane- anecdotally, you know this. Yes. Yeah. Not including, a joke. Including edibles. Mm hmm. The proportion of adults 65 or older who reported recent cannabis use jumped 18% in a 2020 survey f- from 2019. Wow. So, what's, what do you, what's driving that?
0: Uh, number one, that there are a few, if any, legal repercussions, okay. I would say. Um,. There's less uh stigma attached to it I think okay and so yeah and and retirees at this point folks who are around median retirement age are you know uh I guess they would be late booby booby burners, (laughs) baby boomers, booby boomers, good Lord, Uh, (laughs) late easy, late baby boomers and or uh, Gen Xers (laughs) like ourselves. And they're fairly comfortable
1: with, uh, you know, burning the evil weed. Well, are the booby burners taking this because they want to, like, get high and dig the music they're listening to? Or is it, um, as I was reading a couple of quotes here, I hate man-on-the-street type quotes. Just oh, One please. person says, well, that doesn't tell me anything. It tells me what this person says. But it hmm. doesn't, you know, is that 80% of people or 1% of people? But they quote one person who said, it's just, I'd, I'd rather take it than a bunch of the prescription drugs that I've been taking for my arthritis or my sore knee or whatever. Yeah, I think
0: there's absolutely, uh, that's a factor. The getting high thing is a factor. Maybe your doctor told you you can't drink anymore. You should You shouldn't drink as much. Uh, Round them all
1: up, bunch of hippies. Got to get them off the streets.
0: (laughs) There you go.
1: Woman assaulted McDonald's employee because her fries took too long. This happens a lot, doesn't it? This was in Nashville, in Cashville, Tennessee. Uh, Trying to identify. They need the public's help in identifying the woman who pushed a McDonald's employee for taking too long to make her order. People are stupid. Woman reportedly became angry when her food took longer than she expected, so she walked behind the counter. Punch the employee, holding the metal fry scooper, leaving a gash on the victim's forehead. Not oh, cool. wow. Not cool at all. No. I'm, I'm throwing the uh, hot fries in your face. It seems to happen more at fast food. Well, and you never hear about it happening at like an Applebee's, let alone like a nicer restaurant. It doesn't happen at, you know, Ruth's Chris. But it doesn't even happen happen at like Applebee's and Chili's and those kind of restaurants. No. Is it so? Is it the sort of person that goes? Is it the expectations? Look, if you have the uh,
0: mm, the McDonald's patrons as a whole, as a massive humanity. Well, I'm one of them. I had McDonald's two days ago. There are there is some percentage
1: of those people who are brutes, hmm. but they are probably
0: fancier words or more sensitive words, but they are brutes.
1: But, they have no civilization. But fewer of them go to Applebee's on a date night. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Okay. I think brutes tend to find it a little hard to rise up socioeconomically.
1: Wow. So not even up to Chili's or uh, Red Robins or TGAIF. they just Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell's a common one where you punch somebody or drag them through the window. Sure. Stick your burrito in their nose or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's only the fast food. Too many brutes. I wonder if it's this. Fast food, way more likely you're going to have your drunks go into the fast food. That's true. You don't get drunk and go to an Applebee's.
0: Right, and if you're at uh, Ruth's Chris, you get a nice wine buzz slowly through the evening. You're unlikely to fight the waiter, in my experience.
1: I think I answered the question. It's drunk people going to, yeah, that's what it is. A couple of times I've seen the bill and one to fight the waiter,
0: but I haven't. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm not a brute. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: So, where is
1: that very angry sounding mob? sure if I'm with them or not. That's in New Zealand, where they've had some of the biggest lockdown shutdowns of the pandemic anywhere in the world. Giant protest outside the Wellington Parliament in New Zealand. Huh. People looking flat out angry as I look at the video. Yeah. Well, Australia and New Zealand
0: tried for zero COVID. They thought we can just, it will it won't come here. We're just going to shut everything down as long as it takes.
1: And of course it came. Couple of quick things to mention. Uh, what's the biggest thing holding back the supply chain right now? According to the New York Times, it is truck drivers. Not enough truckers. That's the biggest kink in the entire supply chain problem, huh. um, which is compounding shipping problems all across America. And one other thing, kind of on that front, inflation at the wholesale wholesale level. These numbers are out. Rose eight point six percent last month from a year earlier, what m- matching September's record annual gain, and offering more evidence that inflationary pressures are not yet easing. Wow! And they're trying as hard as they can to pass trillions of
0: dollars more in government spending. That's from in this. the midst uh, in the midst of hot hot inflation.
1: Yeah, that's in the, the from the Associated Press.
0: Yeah, yeah, and actually Nancy Pelosi is uh, over at the. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. Where, where was she speaking? Oh, she was discussing the president's commitment to climate change and and uh, reported on all the great things the administration has done, including a bunch of the Build Back Venezuela law, which hasn't passed yet. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more probably tomorrow. A couple of uh, stories I found just really interesting about, um you know, regulation and, and commerce, and particularly in Calunicornia. Uh, the L.A. Times reporting on California might gut incentives for solar panels. Uh, and, and here's why. Even as the heat waves and wildfires worsen and as Monopoly utility companies struggle to keep the lights on, Gavin Newsom's administration could soon make it harder for many families to go solar. State officials have been laying the groundwork to slash a key solar incentive called net energy metering that lets you sell the extra power to the utility, uh, in short. Uh, the program's critics, which are the giant utilities, ratepayer watchdogs, and some environmental justice activists, insist net metering is fundamentally inequitable, widening the gap between rich and poor. Okay, so on the one hand, you have the utility giants, who I do not trust for a nanosecond, and then the environmental justice activists, who say, if everybody doesn't like benefit equally, that's injustice. Solar companies and climate activists disagree. They say gutting incentives could cause uh, installations to plummet on single-family homes. Long story short, the utility companies realize that they can make more money if fewer people are installing solar. <clears throat> so they're pushing their prostitutes in the state house to pass their bidding. Keeping in mind how much they donate every year, including to Gavin Mussolini's wife's so-called charity... Um, and they go into some detail about it, but, um, it's, it's clearly unholy says, uh, this one, uh, guy, the utilities have cooked up a PR campaign to convince everybody that their way is the superior way to go. It's not, um, because solar customers are wealthier than the population as a whole net metering works like a subsidy from the poor to the rich. The policies critics say. The amount of money transferred from non-solar households to their net-metered neighbors amounts to $3.4 billion. In other words, since the solar people aren't paying the utilities as much for their electricity, obviously the utilities have to raise their rates, and that hits the poor people. That's the argument the utilities are trying to foist upon you. If you fall for it, you're a fool. And then on a different topic, we were talking about the evil weed a minute ago. I just find this so interesting. <laughs> the evil weed. <clears throat> oh, yeah. The uh, the devil's lettuce. The cannabis market in Cal Unicornia is booming nearly five years after voters legalized recreational weed. But there's a catch. The vast majority of pot sales are still underground. The vast majority of pots sold in California is black market.
1: I wouldn't have been able to on tell you that. Uh, not surprising to me that it wasn't eliminated, but. The majority of pot is is still illegal pot, man. I it's see the probably
0: about two thirds.
1: I see, wow, I see the lines at uh, all the what do you call them? It's not a pharmacy. What is the, it? The uh, dispensary. Dispensary. I see the lines at the, There's always a line.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, part of that is because there aren't very many of them, but local government opposition. California really empowered like cities and counties to say no, we don't want pot shops, which I can respect. Sure. They gave local control to the cities and counties. That's appreciated. Quite a few said, we don't want any damn pot shops. But there's super high taxes, competition from unlicensed businesses, huge paperwork load on the legal businesses. And this is just, and and I'm not particularly pitching one point of view over the other in this, but it's a great study, and I hope people are studying it somewhere in a university or something it's a study of as the regulatory load gets higher and the costs get higher and the taxes get higher how do people actually uh, react in the real world as we've said many times there are unforeseen consequences and there are for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction um Let's see. Licensed cannabis shops offer legal goods. They're sparsely scattered through the state. They're about two per 100,000 people, which is one of the lowest rates in the nation among legal states. Two per 100,000. Oregon has 18 per 100,000. Wow. Nine times as many. Wow. Colorado's similar. Wow. I didn't know that. You Washington also, State is, is a lot less, but it's more than triple California.
1: You also had the infrastructure already in place for a legal pot. Mm-hmm. It had been built over years. So if you're a guy who smokes pot regularly and you had a dude you got it from at a certain price, there, there has to be an advantage to not do it that way anymore. And it seems like there's mostly disadvantages. Yes. I got to go over there. There's only one place in town. I got to wait in line. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. In case you don't care, here's why you ought to care. The unchecked cannabis
0: ecosystems caused major economic and environmental damage in California. Many of the states estimated 50,000 illegal cultivation sites use banned pesticides that can poison wildlife and water supplies. are believed to account for hundreds of millions of gallons in water stolen from farms and neighboring communities each year. Plus, there are drug cartels running them. They have guns. They kill people. Uh, California, like many states, has lowered its penalties on illegal marijuana businesses in response to... A disproportionate number of arrests targeting communities of color under drug criminalizations. Did you hear that? You get that? Part of the reason of lowering drug penalties, disproportionate number of arrests targeting communities of color. Are you trying to tell me that Mexican drug cartels have a lot of Mexicans in them? (laughs) That is shocking. Uh, Unlicensed dispensaries shuttered for city code enforcement. Violations often pop up again right down the street. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Uh but where is the part I wanted to get to? Um A whopping sixty eight percent of California cities ban cannabis retail, including wide swaths of the Central Valley. And then they get into the um all the paperwork, all the controls, because they wanted to make sure it's it's good quality, it's not over strong or under strong or whatever. It's not tainted with nasty chemicals. So there are enormous Um, you know, there's a regulatory load on the pot growers, and a lot of them have said the risks are low, the payoffs for being illegal are high. Um, we're going, uh, we're going to stay illegal. Pro cannabis state lawmakers have tried unsuccessfully to slash the tax burden. In the face of opposition from the SEIU, a powerful union that helped bankroll the 2016 ballot measure, hoping pot workers would be unionized. Ah. As always, the SEIU doesn't give a flying F about the environment, about the law, about crime, about anything. All they care about is making money.
1: Interesting. And that angle.
0: I was taking a power walk the other day and I was thinking one one thing people very few people understand is the difference. Do you really between, get your arms going when you power walk? <laughs> uh, not not like to that super like I'm an enthusiastic middle aged woman thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I just I walk
1: as fast as I can. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Are you wearing contempl- the squid game tracksuit when you power walk? Uh no.
0: Be Generally a shorts, t shirt, that sort of thing, depending on the, the chill in the air. Uh, anyway. What what people don't understand is the distinction between a union And it's members. Union members have a certain number of needs and issues and the rest of it. And I was thinking this in terms of the federal government. I spend so much time thinking about what I would do if I were president, which is on because I'm unelectable and have no intention of running. But grossly reducing the size of the federal government, one of the first things you'd run up against is uh the federal unions, the workers unions, who say, no, 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 he's trying to balance the budget on the backs of somebody or other. and And they would scream. And it would not be very hard to say, look, union members, nobody's getting laid off. We're going to, as people retire, we're not going to fill their positions. We're going to switch people around department to department, out of departments where you're not needed, into departments where you are. Nobody's going to lose their job. There is no federal union member that needs to be concerned for a minute about their job. Now, there are a lot of them I think are lazy bums, and I'd love to fire their ass the first chance I got, but politically speaking, you got to be smart. So how could anybody object to that? Well, the Union, not the Union members, but the Union itself, makes money on the number of union members they have and the size of the contracts and the rest of it. They don't give up again a fly in blank what's good for the country. all they want is lots and lots and lots of workers, so the unions wouldn't let you reduce the workforce, but the union members wouldn't care, hmm. and you got to remember that anytime you hear about you know, being anti-union or anything like that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm extremely expect- skeptical about unions. Union members, I got no problem with. You're getting a good deal, you're working hard, I don't care. But unions are often, all, usually, corrupt.
1: A couple of things mentioned before we take a break. Magic Johnson of the Los Angeles Lakers fame tweeted yesterday, God has really blessed me. Today marks 30 years living with HIV. Yesterday was the 30-year anniversary. I think if you're of a certain age, you remember where you were practically when you heard the news that Magic Johnson had uh, what we thought at the time was a death sentence. Obviously, it turns out wasn't the case. Um, I thank the Lord for keeping me, giving me strength, and guiding me for 62 years, but especially the last 30. So he was only 32 years old, prime of his Hall of Fame career when he and found life. out when he found out he had the HIV and retired for a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, back when you got the heavy in those days, you weren't worried about your, your career. You're worried about being north of the dirt.
1: Yeah. Um another celebrity setting up camp in Las Vegas as they do now. Sting. Oh. Just turned seventy a couple of weeks ago. And Dare he, Stinger. And he's now gonna be at Caesars Palace on a nightly basis. You can go see Sting. He's got a new album out. Singing his Stingy songs. Broxin! He'll play it. He doesn't mind. You're there for it. He knows. 70 when I saw him dang near 30 years ago. No longer now. Jiminy, he's 70? So I saw him when he was 40. He was shirtless most of the concert. I don't know if he's still shirtless at 70 as he was when he was 40. Donna shirt, Stinger. Man, Come on. Keep your shirt off. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, we'll finish strong. Got a couple of other things to tell you. How about that assassination temp- attempt on the prime minister of Iraq? Iran was behind it. We that could that could turn super crazy ugly. I mean, no. that that's an opportunity for real mayhem there. A bunch of other things we'll talk about. Stay here.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I've never attended one of those Vegas concerts. Have you? All the years ago, I've gone uh, to Vegas, no. I've never actually gone to a show there of any kind. Cirque du Soleil or Elton or Celine Dion or Britney or now Sting's going to be playing. I've never done that.
0: Yeah, I was going to fly down and, and take in a concert, but it wasn't one of those uh, residency things. They were just uh, it was a band that was touring and was playing Vegas. Mm.
1: Uh, Wall Street Journal has kind of an interesting article about, hey, the real work on the whole infrastructure bill begins now, and now's when we should be paying attention. We won't, but uh, they're making the point that now's when it's really starting. This was just kind of a, we'll give you $2 billion to Nebraska to fix this. But then it's kind of just up to the the various states or cities or whoever. It's like our friend uh, Tim the Lawyer, when he always says, you know, they passed the no bad things act, and then mm-hmm. the bureaucrats get involved. That's the way it is with spewing out all this money. Now, now's the real uh, time that we really need to pay attention to make sure the money is not wasted and f- things actually get accomplished. But man, we won't, we won't. I need to
0: start lobbying. There's a couple intersections I need dealt with.
1: We won't. Um, I referenced this a little bit earlier. I actually was listening to a podcast yesterday with Neil Ferguson on there, historian who we've interviewed a whole bunch of different times. He's involved with a bunch of other people, including Barry Weiss, opening a new University of Austin. Oh, I saw this headline. Yeah, tell us about it. Neil Ferguson's involved in this, I and mean, he's one of the top academics in the world. Uh, Stanford, Harvard, Oxford, you know, bringing all that background to it. And he's saying, look, I wish we didn't have to do this, but we do. The institution that is the university that's been around for a thousand years is coming undone. And we all know why we've talked this to death. Amen. They're they're anti-science. They're anti-reason. They're anti-free speech. They're anti all kinds of things that universities have been about for a thousand years. So a whole bunch of really smart people that I like are involved in this new University of Austin plan. So we'll be following this. This could be huge. This
0: could be huge. Maybe this is my academic future. I've been tempted to teach. Maybe I could go teach intro to nose picking or something. I mean, I'm obviously uh, intellectually. uh, Please, uh, maybe I could clean the toilets there.
1: And then I don't know how you feel about getting your kid vaccinated. I haven't decided what I'm doing yet. You know, they're giving the go ahead for the FDA approval for all that. The Wall Street Journal's take on should you vaccinate your five-year-old is more or less this. Whatever you decide to do, the risk is extremely low. If you get them vaccinated, the risk is very, very low anything bad will happen. If you don't get them vaccinated, the risk of them getting very sick is very, very low. I think you could pretty easily make the argument that if it's very, very low that you'll get sick, then what's the point of the vaccination? Especially given the newness of it. Yeah. Final thoughts, Joe Getty. Is that a remix? Michael? I believe it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's different. Been it's around different. so long. There's now remixes. Okay. Mm, freaked me out. Hey,
0: let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, our technical director, Michael Michael, final thought. Uh, yeah, just kind of a reminder. Check with your co- company and workplace because a lot of places now are doing benefits, health benefits for next oh,
1: year. Excellent point. Dang it, I haven't done it yet. Yeah, you don't want to end up like I did. I had to go to Tijuana last year for a couple of... (laughs) Surgeries. Yeah, Yeah. didn't go well. For your butt lift. Yeah, it looks great, Uh. though.
0: Young Alex RBI. (laughs) Excuse me, the scene's producer has a final thought. Alex, final thought.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm getting married next year. We're going to go to Vegas for the bachelor party, and I would be down to go see Sting, but only if he performs shirtless. I want the mm. full effect. Wow,
0: so pro-nipple there. Uh, Jack, a final thought to share with the folks. Yeah,
1: I'm, uh, I gotta tell you, I'm a little worried about heading into holiday season with my eating habits where they currently are. I'm not on a good roll, not on a good streak, and we're heading into your Thanksgiving, pie, Christmas, food, hanging around the workplace season. If you don't have a good, solid foundation headed into it, You could end up washing yourself with a rag on a stick. So my final thought is uh, we've
0: been talking a lot about the critical race theory stuff and the woke this and social justice that there is growing pushback on the center and on the left for a lot of the racism and stupidity and Marxism of it. It's going to be a long push though because the schools and universities and teachers colleges are absolutely soaked in this stuff. So. I feel like we're getting a foothold. We're getting a toehold, but man, there's a lot of pushing still to do.
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. So many people to thank,
0: so little time. Go to Armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are there. You can email us mailbag at Armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, man, do we have some great swag for you. ANG t shirts and hats. Let's go, Brandon.
1: Gear, we've
0: got it for you. Oh, yeah, flying off the shelves.
1: See you tomorrow.
2: God bless America. What in God's name? What's going on here? I'm not allowed to make any comments. Let me say, let me say one thing.
1: Whatever the f*** they're doing inside <laughs> there.
2: What a personal privilege. What percentage of the
1: people are on drugs? 80%. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. I, are you sure of that? Dude. I
2: said bye. Let's
1: go, Brandon. Well, I know you guys are having fun playing your game. Quit playing games. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Somebody die. get a trash can. Oh, somebody get a... Get a oh, God.
2: Is
0: that a high note? <laughs> Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.